How are you? <laughs> Beautiful. You guys wish you fucking sounded like me when you sing. <laughs> I'm in such a great mood today, you guys. I am blonde as a motherfucker. You guys, she's blonde oh, blonde. Oh, we blonde, baby. Yeah, Um. wait, are you also freshly chopped? Yeah, maybe. She's blonde blonde and freshly chopped hair. I can't wait till she makes a post or something because I'm excited for you guys to see. Best blonde I've ever seen. And I know it's not kissing her ass. She walked in and I was like, oh, I have to take a picture of that for my own head. Please kiss my ass because I need it today. (laughs) And I do want to do a good post because I've been off of social media for a while. I think you guys can guess why. Mm -hmm. I've just kind of like crawled into a hole, which I enjoy my hole sometimes, you know, just get grounded, get back to the roots. Mm -hmm. And today we have an incredible female on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Badass. Did we say her name wrong? Okay. In so the interview. <laughs> she's so sweet because we never got corrected. Her name is spelled A-N-N-E. You guys already know by the title it's Ann Winters, but it's pronounced Annie. Okay. But can I tell you, because I've known who she is for yeah. a really, really long time, and mm-hmm. I've always called her that, and oh, now I'm yes. mortified. But always, but... Stacy, our producer, did say she's heard other interviewers call her Anne because it's spelled A-N-N-E. And Annie said at the end, she goes, I go I go by Annie. So everyone thinks it's spelled A-N-N-I-E. So it's Annie. We say Anne. It's kind of like with Rihanna. Mm-hmm. She says her name Rihanna. Yes. And Ariana Grande. I think people say Ariana. But when she says it, she says Ariana. I think or maybe it's the other way around. It's one of them. Katie calls Ariana Maddox Ariana, and I've asked Ariana, do you say it that way? And she's like, either. I'm like, no, your parents (laughs) gave you one name. So what is it? Because I'm not walking around here being like, Lauren, Lauren, whatever. It's like, no, it's Lauren. That's what my parents named me. Like, Ariana, what did your parents name you? It's Ariana. And I don't know if that's right, but I only say that because that's what I call her, and I would feel bad if that's what what it wasn't. I just love her. She was like, either. I'm like, no, 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 no. Someone call who, your call your mama. I need to ask her what it is. <laughs> oh, wait, did we even mention that we're in a new space? Oh, that's where oh. I was headed with this. You guys, please stick with me through this episode. We are officially moved in to. Well, we've got a lot of work to do, but we're moved into the new office space. I have a lot of walls that I need to like cover so that it doesn't sound like this. Mm-hmm. All the time. We're a little echoey. Please stick with me through this episode because I promise it'll be remedied by the next episode. Right. But we are in a new space and it's very exciting. But those ads won't wait, motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) Those ads need to be read. (laughs) Anyway, we'll take a quick break and we will be right back with Annie Winters. Here's what I love about doing a podcast. It doesn't really require any glam, like at all. I can podcast in comfort, and for me, that means wearing my new favorite, super soft Quince cashmere tee. Thanks to Quince, I've got a lineup of timeless, comfortable pieces that keep me looking so chic summer after summer. Quince has premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts starting at $30. You can find silk tops, 14-karat jewelry, and so much more. And this is my favorite part. All Quince items are 50 to 80% less than many similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes all of those savings on to us. And don't get me started on their towels. I have the Quince waffle towels at the Palm Springs house. I have them in white and they are so soft. 
So get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Lala for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Lala to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Lala. Give Them Lala is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, and at times we keep carrying them around rather than processing them and letting them go. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off of your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. Therapy from BetterHelp is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. It's for all of us. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com GTL today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P slash GTL. All right, my loves, we are back. And I have to say, I am very impressed with the resume that my guest has at the age of 28. I have Ann Winters. Hello, my loves. Hello. Thank you for having me. Of course. I, I have to say, I, I know who you are. I've looked you up. I'm really shocked at like what you've accomplished in your little lifetime. Like, Do you even realize what you've done? You know, I mean, when I'm working a ton and flying back and forth and working like 24 seven, it feels like I'm doing a lot, but times like, like I have right now where I'm kind of in a, in between space. I'm like, I haven't done anything like this past week. So it feels like I'm not doing anything, but yes, when I look at the overall trajectory of the career, I'm like, okay, good job. But I'm always like, when's the next thing? Like I want to be that I want to be working. I totally get that. In fact, most of the people who I've come in contact with who are very successful, they tend to like they're proud of their accomplishments, but they're like, that happened. It's over. It's done. What's next? Exactly. A hundred percent. So the minute, like, honestly, this is the longest time I've gone in the 10, 11 years that I've been here without, um, being on set or booking another thing. And I think COVID has a lot to do with that. I mean, I haven't been back in the room since they don't do anything in person anymore, which is honestly the only kind of way that I really, you know, book things. I, I've, I don't like self tapes. I right. like being, having an energy and that's usually how I woo people. <laughs> so right. Tape and being so uh, kind of far away and disconnected. It's been pretty challenging this past year after I wrapped the Orville. So you prefer being in the room rather than sending in a tape? Yes, 100%. Right. Does in-person even exist anymore? Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like, since I wrapped the last show that I was on, wow, there has not been one in-person audition that I've had anywhere. You know, I think that's why a lot of my friends and a lot of people that, that I know moved really back home or anywhere because you can tape from anywhere. And if you need to fly out, then you can. Totally. I don't audition much anymore, but I, I moved to LA to be an actress. And I remember like, you got to put me in a room because that's how I like, I woo them. I create the, <laughs> you know, right. that's how like we, I feel like as actors or just entertainers in general, it's kind of a performance. Like you, you need to see the in-person reaction. And sometimes I'll get it if I get to like a zoom meeting. So I'll have like, you know, 10 people on a zoom 
And, but the weird thing about that is everyone is kind of on mute and you can't faces. So all you're looking at is yourself acting, which also is weird. (laughs) Ooh, that, that, um, makes me think of a good question. Do you watch yourself? I know Lala mentioned a couple minutes ago, a lot of her friends and actors will do their project, move on to the next. Do you watch yourself? I'll watch it like once when it's finally done. I won't be, you know, there's a lot of actors that like to see the, uh, the replay or like see which take they like the best and that kind of thing. I trust whatever it looks like, but yeah, when the final product comes out, I, of course, I love watching it especially when I feel really good about it. And there's, you know, times where I'm like, oh yeah, that turned out pretty well. And then I'm like, oh, I could have done that differently, whatever. But yeah, moving on. Moving on. But watch myself in action. Like there's a difference between watching yourself on a Zoom meeting at a producer's call, like at the scene, which like, you know, an audition is already weird anyway. I mean, you're sitting against the background, you're talking to someone, nothing's really real. When you have an action scene, you have to pretend that you're doing all this shit and it's, it looks ridiculous. So yeah, like I feel like an idiot when I'm looking at myself doing a scene. But when I see it all come together and they make it, you know, the movie magic. Yeah, I like watching. You know, what's so funny that I always think about this, like in high school, even, you know, junior high, the theater kids, which I was a theater kid, are always looked at as like the geeks, you know, and then but then everyone is looking up to the actors, you know, who have like made it. Mm -hmm. It's always just so interesting to me. Were you a theater geek? Like, were, were you in, not a geek, but the, you know, that's what they called us. I remember. No, I honestly, it's funny that you say that because at my first school in middle school, I did a bunch of theater. And then the minute I went in eighth grade to a different high school and I met all the theater kids, I was like, yeah, no, I can't be brought into this, <laughs> this geek world here. No, absolutely not. I'll do cheerleading. That's it. Totally. Look at you now. Yeah. And also theater is a lot different. I mean, it's, I get really like, I always forgot a line on stage. I got so nervous and you only have one time to do it. And there's like sort of a comfortability knowing that a camera is going to be really close on your face to be able to capture all the expressions that you have that you don't really have on stage. That always just kind of made me um, nervous. Yeah, (laughs) no, totally. Especially with that HD now. I'm like, ooh, ooh, (laughs) you're a little close. (laughs) And speaking of that, I mean, I don't even think we mentioned it, but you are obviously currently on the Orville New Horizons on Hulu. I know that you work alongside Seth MacFarlane. Okay, by the way, I'm geeking out right now (laughs) because like Family Guy is my jam. It's been my jam since I was like since season one of the show, which I was young. Like, what is it like to work with him? I mean, he definitely is a genius. And it's just funny because you're intimidated by him. And then when you meet him, you realize he's actually like a genius, but he's really shy. Like he's a shy human being and he puts on these big events. He has these big parties. He has, I feel like he's kind of the great Gatsby in a way, Ooh, like big grand things. And he's so good and he's so good at entertaining. And then when you meet him in person or like anything personal, he's like, I see this, you know, little kid that like wanted to do family guy and do this thing and he made his dream come true but the the person inside is like this you know this kind of shyer person that i i mean no one else may know may know that but when you get to know him i feel like it's kind of accurate i love that you called him that he's like the great gatsby like that's the vibe and i have to know like obviously you're a talented actress so your range is all across the board you can do whatever but 
was 13 Reasons Why one of your, like your big, would you call it your big break? hundred percent. I mean, my followers and just like, even the recognition went from like, I think I had 20 K followers and then I went to like 150 in like a week. Wow. Crazy. It's how much a show can have an impact. But at the end of the day, it's also crazy how much social media is so much different than like what I attest to being my best work or like something that's being recognized because I, it was just such a big show and out in the public. Mm-hmm. You know, I did some great work on that show, but I, that wouldn't be my um, necessarily like my favorite role or my favorite, you know, acting stuff that I would want to show everybody. That show was intense. It was like it it pulled at people's hearts. And do you have a genre that you feel most comfortable in? Because you're going from like 13 Reasons Why to like, you know, essentially a parody of like outer space. So like what? where do you feel most comfortable? I mean, yeah, to the broader extent of it, it's like, yeah, she's in space. This is a drama, whatever. But in each character that I'm doing, I find like truth and realness behind it so to me as the actor I'm it's not really like super different I mean the costume's different right. the the tone might be different but for me it's like just finding characters that have something um really real and true to portray so like 13 reasons why I had the storyline with Bryce who was my boyfriend and he raped me and, and we have a bit you know that whole thing but in this scenario I have a friend that died and this guy that's working alongside of me, I have to work with him. And the the stakes are still high in different ways. So to me, I just look for anything challenging. I love that. You're like a true, you're like a true artist. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, it's, that's hard to find because so I moved out to LA and I wanted to be an actress. And then I saw that the game had really changed. It was like, sorry, my baby's here. If you can hear her <laughs> screaming. <laughs> She's saying hi to everybody. I just saw that like being an influencer was what people were gravit like casting directors were gravitating towards like are they going to bring in a lot of viewers they have you know 15 million followers on instagram or whatever it may have been at the time that was intimidating and it's really hard to find especially at your age women who are really into the craft still it's hard to i mean yeah it's hard in this scenario 100 percent because you do have the social media coming into it and i've gotten beat out of many roles because of not enough followers over, you know, TikTok, whatever. And I really hope like in the long run that, you know, and I'm not saying that TikTok or YouTubers could not be great actresses or actors. Cause I did work with Kian Lolly who I was like, Oh gosh, he's a YouTuber. Like he's going to be like terrible. And I was like, he's really good. I really enjoyed working with him and he was took this job super seriously and took me by surprise. So I'm not, saying it couldn't happen but I don't like that for that to be kind of a something that you have to have and I hope that kind of ends but for me it's actually really difficult right now because there's like I have an influencer look on Instagram and unless I'm showing the shows that I'm on or on set every day which you can't post by the way (laughs) so I, I look to the audience and a lot of my followers like an Instagram model sometimes so I kind of battle that line between influencer and actress and it's been hard like branding and all those things I'm like I don't want to sell myself short I would like to do this or I wouldn't like to do this it's like a weird balance right now that's going on for 
actors that are taking it seriously and also looking like they really love social media. Unlike a lot of the people on 13 Reasons Why I maybe barely post anything, you know? Right. Do you relate to, um, I know your character on the Orville is Charlie, right? Charlie Burke. Do you relate to her at all? I mean, yeah, I relate to her in the sense of getting a job done at all costs. And like, that's how I am on set. Um, Day on set was one of my hardest scenes. And everyone's like, how is everyone like welcoming you and all this stuff? I was like, I don't even, I don't fucking know. I literally went in with like my eyes like on the job and like I didn't care about really even meeting anyone. I was just like, I just want to do an incredible job at what I'm doing and being just disciplined, focused on the job at hand, I feel like is there and the badass kind of like cool quality is there. But other than that, the her relationship with Isaac and stuff, I, I, I've never gone through something like that to hate someone at that level. So I, I can't relate to that personally, but I can put myself in her shoes and understand how, you know, if that happened, I would. Yeah. And speaking of, you said, you know, uh, how is everyone treating you? And the guest actors for this season are like out of this world. There's like Ted Danson, Elizabeth Gillies. You have, I wrote a, oh, Johnny Knoxville. Oh my gosh. Leighton Meester. Did you get to kind of talk to any of them? Or- I got to talk to Liz Gillies, which is funny because I told her, that I've gotten told a lot that I look like I look like her or remind people of her. So I was like, yeah, I don't know. I, this might be super weird, but I just got told I look like you a lot. Of course, she's in that like full alien costume. She's looking. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's. I agree. I wish I got to meet more. Um, I do know that we have like a very special, like one of my favorite country singers. I don't know if I can say, but oh my God, she's a legend. And she's going to be in an upcoming episode. And I wish I got to meet her. It's insane. And even they have this like new technology where they like aged, like it's like basically a face tune, but like in 3D, like 40, whatever, to where they can age someone down in real time. And you got to like legend singer in like a real life. I don't know when she was maybe 30. I wonder if like that's the same technology that Martin Scorsese used on like Al Pacino and Robert De Niro in The Irishman. It was like the first time they had ever done it. Maybe. I wonder. I was like so shocked. I mean, it, to us, I, I think it's like so simple. I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's easy, like Facetune, you know. Yeah. But I guess it's a whole other. You know. <laughs> They're like, no, we're not using <laughs> Facetune video. <laughs> Zero dollar delivery fees. I bet that made you listen. Yes, I said $0 delivery fees. That's what you get when you dash pass by DoorDash. And if you don't know what dash pass is, I'm about to change your world. Dash pass is an exclusive membership that gets you unlimited $0 delivery fees on eligible orders, along with members only deals and discounts. Dash pass is the most affordable way to get food from your favorite restaurants or groceries or whatever else you need delivered right to your front door. DashPass basically pays for itself in two orders on average. Plus, DashPass gives you special access to exclusive promotions and menu items, all for just $9.99 per month. Get more from delivery for less with DashPass, $0 delivery fees, and reduced service fees on eligible DoorDash orders. Sign up for DashPass today and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for Dash Pass today 
only on DoorDash and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing Jess and Easton with samples. I use Claritin and I absolutely love it. You guys know I was in Las Vegas for that music festival and it was so windy there that my allergies were the worst. My eyes were so itchy. They were so watery. My head hurt so bad. I had a total sinus headache, but I had Claritin D with me. So I took it and I think it only took like 30 minutes before I started to feel better, which was amazing. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itching and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has been an absolute game changer for me. I've actually been using it for a few weeks now. I take it before I go hiking. And obviously when I went to that music festival, which was all outside, no more itchy, watery eyes and no more sinus pressure headaches, which if you've experienced those before, you guys know they are the worst. So that was huge for me. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. So you're from Dallas, Texas. Mm -hmm. By the way, I went to Dallas, Texas on my tour and I was like, I'm moving here. I'm moving here tomorrow if I could. No? No. Why? I mean, maybe Austin, Texas, but why Dallas? Why would you want to move there? I don't know. I was real. Granted, I spent like less than 24 hours there. So just know that. But I've just like, I felt like it was clean. It was like a big enough city to where you were like, okay, I'm like not in the sticks. I really liked it. It's not bad. It's nice. I have lives there. My, my sister lives in uptown, which is nice. It's, it is nice. I just feel like everything kind of looks the same. I feel like I'm in a, what's that movie with uh, Truman, the Truman Show? The Truman Show, yeah. I'm like every every house, like every neighborhood has three different builds that you can build from and they only build from that floor plan. Oh, wow. Like you get to pick your brick color and the floor plan and that's about it. So your family stayed in Dallas. No one moved here with you? No, I moved out. No, I moved out here. At 17 by myself. That is crazy to me. So did you graduate from high school? Yes, I made a point to do that. I needed at least a high school graduation. Yeah. But I did fly a lot. Like I I went to a school that kind of worked with me. So I missed probably half the year. uh, My sophomore year, I took junior year off of acting because I didn't know if I wanted to do acting or go to college in junior year is like the biggest like college year. So I applied um, everywhere and I took junior year really seriously and had my first boyfriend. Ooh. So that was why like, I, I don't want to act. Well, I mean, you know, as a sophomore, I when I first started coming out here pilot season, I remember having a crush on this guy and I was like so nervous because he asked me to be his girlfriend. And I was like, oh, my God, what does that even mean? Like, you're going to like, does that mean you're going to like meet me at my locker every day? Do I have to like kiss you in front of Are you going to come over to my house? Like, you know, all those thoughts is like a kid that's never like 
I, I was very sheltered, didn't do anything. I was so nervous when he wanted to be my boyfriend. So I was like, no, 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 no. But I really liked him. Anyway, come out here for like a couple months. I go back and he's dating like one of my friends. And I was like, oh my God, I missed it. And then I missed homecoming. I missed prom, you know, so all those things happened. And it was like sophomore year when you're wanting all those, you know, fun experiences. So I took junior year off, had my first boyfriend. and was like, I don't know if I do want to do acting or be a normal like kid, go to college with all my friends. And then uh, I basically saw all my friends going to different places and the amount of money. And I went to college tours and I was like, I do not see myself living here. You're telling me there's like one strip mall and a bunch of bars and we're going to go here every single weekend. Like that's the life that we're going to be living. No. So then I moved. Are you bummed that you missed out on, on those moments? Like your, your high school dance and like having the boyfriend who then went with your hooker friend. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, because I made up for it. My junior year, my junior year, I was a little bit cray cray. And then uh, my senior year, I also had there. I went to three different proms, so I was fine. I got it all. So done. you made up for it. I made up for it, and then, yeah, and then I was like, okay, let me go and see if I can actually like make this. And I still was planning on going to a college out here, so I did um like a community college to get at least courses done because I deferred to SMU in Dallas, and I wanted to have at least all my credits. And then my first week, I booked a movie in Indiana. And they were like, you can't do both. Oh, the universe, the universe had its plan for you all along. Mm-hmm. I have to know, what does your family think of everything you're doing? Because, you know, so many people, I remember when I told my my high school counselor my big dream and she was like, that's great for you, but let's think of reality. And like, granted, I told her I was going to win Oscars and I am on a reality TV show. <laughs> so it didn't go exactly how I planned, but nevertheless, people know who I am. So that part <laughs> does exist. Um, but like... You had this big plan and you fucking did it. Like, what do people think? What's What's really funny is my my high school. I, I hate to shit talk them, but I I do because they really like glorify all the sports or anything that like makes them look good as a school. And my parents just laugh because there's been so many like newspapers, things like this about stars or whatever. They have yet to mention my name coming from the school not once because I'm on shows that are controversial or talking about things that they don't want their kids to watch. I went to a private school, by the way. Okay. That's why they had this 24 hour policy. Wait, this side note or 24, 24 hour, all days a week, whatever. Anyway, if anyone from the school caught you doing that was like, let's say, you know, drinking at a party or I don't know, and doing anything that was illegal, not illegal. Fuck. Now I sound like <laughs> not like in a general. Okay, but if they caught you doing anything that would wouldn't go against or would go against the school, okay, you could get suspended, and they could tell from Saturday morning or Sunday night, whenever, even if you weren't at school, what on doing something, and you would get suspended. I had multiple friends get suspended throughout high school, but you For- never got suspended. I never got suspended. Actually, no. Well, wait. Expelled, expelled. You would get expelled. I did get suspended. Suspended is different. Expelled is done forever for a little bit of time. I got suspended because I rolled my skirt too many times. Mm. Got in trouble for my short skirt. 
too many times. And then I was supposed to wear leggings underneath and then I wouldn't. So I just got in trouble for dress code violations. Did they measure your skirt? They would. Yeah. It was like four inches from the knee. But that's crazy though, because I'm like, I'm short. So the only thing that I can really show in this ugly ass uniform is my legs. So I just would always roll my skirt. I feel like everyone did that, though. Like at my school, I went to public school in Utah, but like they used your your arms and your fingertips as like the measuring device. And I was like, this is unfair because I have like really long arms and my fingers are also abnormally long. So (laughs) not fair. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like, why can't we measure the arm to finger for everybody and also like count that? Because it's not fair. Now we're, you know, objectifying women's arm length. Right. See, it's a vicious cycle. (laughs) But my parents, my family, people around me. um, I mean, my dad was definitely very skeptical at the beginning, just because he wanted to make sure that I was, he didn't want it to be, you know, I'm just going to move out to LA and like be a waitress and that, and then not work and just like move out to LA and be in Hollywood. And he's such a like Texan, like, I'm so scared of Melrose. I'm so scared of like daughter moving to LA. So I really had to prove it to him for sure. But then once I like book something and then another thing comes, another thing comes, you know, the trust is there and totally, totally supportive of me. And they watch everything that I'm in. They're my biggest fan. So I have to say, because your dad is a, a Texas man, he was obviously worried about you and he wanted you to come correct and like have a good head on your shoulders. I got all of that. I'm going to take it a little deep for one second okay. because you're obviously absolutely stunning. And at the age of 17, because I know what Hollywood is like, I would be very nervous, like sending my kid at the age of 17 to a place like this and having these producers, quote unquote, say that they've got a nice project for you to come in and read for. And then all of the sudden, you know, things go south and it gets you, you know, we're, we're not naive to the fact that Hollywood can get scary. And it's very important that you, whoever you're meeting with, they got their credentials, you're coming in, it's professional. Like, was that something that that was, you know, you moved out 10 years ago, but did that go through your parents head at all? I'm sure it did. And Honestly, I will say that I just had a really good head on my shoulders coming out here. And I, um, I am like a Christian and I value the thoughts that I have and like the feelings that I get in a room. And there were times when I would go into a room and have an audition and, and feel a little bit uncomfortable and I would leave. I really would. I'd be like, sorry, I'm going to leave. And wow. That has happened before. But the funny thing is, is my first boyfriend out here when I was 17 was 27 and was a producer, but he genuinely was a really, really, really nice, nice guy and things didn't work out, but it, it was not ever weird to me, but I have walked out of multiple situations out of here in Hollywood. I've said no to plenty of things and I believe out here. Which I, you know, I, I hate to say that with just such confidence, like demeaning or, you know, not to say that it wasn't just so easy to say no in like a certain situation. But I, I think I come across like I have a very like, don't talk to me attitude, especially in rooms where I feel like there's a lot of men and uh, I could be maybe in a vulnerable situation to where I put up like just such a guard. And unless it was, you know, out of my control, I'm very good at like, kind of 
sensing something a little bit off and being like, you know, I'm, I'm going to go. Yeah. You trust your gut. Yeah, I do. And are, yeah, willing to walk away, which is huge for actors, especially not being born here and moving here. And like, I got to prove myself. It's very intimidating. Yes. It's like you can easily purposefully overlook things and be like, okay, I didn't see it that just keep trucking along because I've got to get this role and or your dreams are so big and you don't want anything to stand in the way it does. Mm -hmm. It it gets you know, I'm not blind to it. But I going back to your 27 year old boyfriend, I can just imagine your big Texas dad wanting to behead him. Oh, I didn't tell him that I was dating. I'm sure he doesn't listen to the Give Them Lala podcast. I don't think he would be hunting him down anytime soon. (laughs) I mean, he knows now we have a very honest, open relationship. I mean, there's really not much he can do now that I pay my own bill. Money used to be like something that he could be like, oh, I'm taking that away. Or like, you can't have your phone. But now it's like, we're friends. Like, I'll, I'll let you know. He just, I had a tracker. Oh, I did, though, have a tracker on my phone and my car when I first moved out here for the first two years. Yes, I would also, I would do that to my daughter, Ocean. <laughs> well, there's the, the Apple tracker things now. But Wait. but I am so fascinated in the fact. So you are you're optioning or you've already optioned and you're producing the unraveling of Cassidy Holmes. Like, how did that come about? Is that a book you read and you were like, I have to, this has to be made? Are you, are you, is it going to be starring you? Have you not got that far? Like, tell us all about that. Cause that's fascinating to me. Yes. So basically my first week on set of the Orville, I got called into Fuzzy Door Productions office to talk to the president, Erica Huggins about just like the future, like after the show and they have this whole production company. So she was like, basically what is your dream role? If we ever have something come down the line, like we would love to work with you afterwards. You've done such a great job in addition to the show, whatever. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I've never been asked like that. I'm normally like, can I just please get whatever's on these sides? So I really, it got me thinking. And then shortly after COVID happened. So I'm, you know, left with nothing to do, but read. And I was thinking, I want to find like a book or just, you know, if I ever read something that was really fun, I could, I could, you know, turn this into something maybe, or even just get an idea to bring back to Fuzzy Door. So I read this book. I was a part of this book of the month club. It was like new books that would come out. And I was like, I have nothing else to do. So I'm I'm just going to read this. Anyway, I read it. The author's from Austin, Texas. And this book is basically like all my favorite things. It's like pop in the nineties, like kind of Spice Girls era with, all the drama and all the new age stuff of the me too and things like that, that are happening nowadays, like all in this book and also just a pop star and like Christina Aguilera and like that whole, just that whole nineties, two thousands was my jam, my vibe. So when I read this, I was like, this could totally be made into such a really cool story right now. And yeah, so I optioned the book. I took it to fuzzy door. They, signed on now we have universal studios on it and we have a showrunner uh and her name is karen she's do you guys know the song u-g-l-y you ain't got no yes, yes of course so she was the singer of that song and her and it was her and her friend that would go around and sing that song it was kind of like that and like, i think they had a couple others but that's their most you know famous one so she's from that era and she was like a pop star in that era now she's a writer for universal studios and she's writing our story holy cow i have chills for you and we have good music coming from like republic records that's 
going to be written. It's all kind of like in the works, but now uh, at this point we are pitching it to different um, uh, streaming platforms to see like who we are, are going to go with. That's kind of out right now, but yes, I'll be in it. I'm not going to be the main character. I really like was into another one of the girls in the band. I mean, it's kind of an ensemble cast, but I really like gravitated towards this girl and her name is Rose. That's kind of why I dyed my hair too. I love it. I have to read this book now. I'm a big reader and I need to read this before your show comes out. It's a really like easy read. It's one of those like, it's just easy to read. Like you'll be like, oh my gosh, I'm halfway through. But it's it's going to be, you know, like any show, any anything that's based off a book, it's a little bit different. So it's going to be a little, a little changed. Because you sing, right? Yeah. Okay. You're a singer. So will you be singing in this? Yes. But I'm hoping to get like a way like, better couple singers to kind of carry me a little bit we need like a good a really like powerhouse singer and a really great dancer to kind of you know ease the (laughs) the flow of it all right bring them on elevate i'm not the best i'm not like ariana grande which i wish you know well who is (laughs) who is except maybe mariah carey (laughs) i don't want to find one like that that's also you know good at acting you know you have to find within acting singing and dancing we have a group of four girls like i want to find different qualities that are the best in others or whatever that we can kind of you know make it to be a good group so will you be able like when you when you have these these girls audition and you come up with like the the final four or however many you'll be watching their tapes yeah oh my god that's my dream that's my dream job is to be a casting director (laughs) oh my gosh it's so well first of all i'm sure you could go and sit in any casting director session i mean i used to do that you could go into a casting director and be like hey can i be the reader can I be the reader of a casting session? Oh, I would love that. Which is wild. There's a lot of stress. It's <laughs> make or break. You're you're putting a character in a role that could completely fuck up the whole show. And also, I have to say, if I'm an actor and I'm walking into an audition, granted, I know they're mostly on tape. But if you guys are like sitting in a casting session and I have to walk in and I know one of you, that's going to add a little pressure to me. I'm going to be nervous. Yeah, no, definitely. It's happened to me before. One of my best girlfriends like was in this one casting. and It was like a, like a horror movie or something, which are always like the weirdest ones to go into a room because you have to ignore like a half a page of like directions that are happening where you're being thrown up to the ceiling or like thrown to the wall and then like still be dramatic. And I was so nervous. I completely felt like, oh, my God, I just totally half-assed that and did not do well because my best friend was reading with me it was so weird <laughs> didn't book it did not book that one not even you can't win them all you know <laughs> you need those humbling moments it was a very humbling moment. i'm so excited for you and everything you have going on where can people watch um the orville they can watch it on hulu i'm sure you can go and buy it on like itunes if you want to but yeah hulu let's plug your instagram too not like people don't know it but you have a chic Instagram. It's like, it is so cool. Thank you. I I just try to ride the line of like, yeah, not the only model person on Instagram, but like, yes, I do like love my outfits and I do love taking photos and I do like posting selfies, but I'm also like a really great actress. So like, this is where I want to be high. Right. Look at me if you want to. (laughs) 
I love it. What's your gram? Okay, my Instagram is at Ann Winters. I'm saying that because A-N-N-E-W-I-N-T-E-R-S. Uh, I go by Annie, but if people are going to look me up and I say Annie, they usually put an I in. So it's just at A-N-N-E Winters. Perfect. I love it. Thank you so much for joining me on my podcast today. You're amazing. Oh, thank you so much. I had so much fun. I had so much fun too. Congratulations on all of your success. Thank you so much. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.